Welcome to You Get a Rose. I'm your host, Hannah W. We are creeping into hometowns this week, which means we only have one week left of the show. Four more hours. And we have four hours of show to talk about this week. And here to do that with me is my co-host and longtime pal, J.I. Diggs in the house. Hey, everybody. Not, not physically in the house. Physically in her own But house. I am physically in a house. Yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Thank you so much for having me. I have been Listen. looking forward to this for the last few weeks. Listeners don't know this, but we we frequently text about The Bachelor. You're always one day behind me, which I kind of like because then I get to think about it again. They know. <laughs> yeah, I um I was telling you I don't use my TV very well, so I'm kind of just addicted to the apps and I don't use regular live TV. So I have it's to wait the until the next day um in order to watch the show. It's for the best because like I have to watch 2 hours of the show each time and you only have to watch like an hour 20. I can't imagine being tasked with that every week. It just sounds horrible. <laughs> It's fine if it's a hobby. It's a whole totally different thing if it's a job. <laughs> right? That's what they say. No. Don't make a job out of the thing you love or you'll stop loving it. Maybe that's what's I, happened heard to that. me. <laughs> you know, I hope not because then I don't know who I would discuss this with every week. No, I, I still love it in a weird way. I don't even know how I got here. Anyway, let's <laughs> talk about this. Let me just preface this by saying we're not going to be discussing the men tell all because I don't care about it. I never have. I don't like a women tell all. I particularly don't like a men tell all. Almost nothing happened. It was a grand waste of our time. So let's just skip okay. right past it. Good, because um, I didn't watch it because I didn't have the time. And I, I do plan on going back to watching it. No, um, but don't. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll say there's Was only there a couple things that happened. Here's the things that happened. Okay. Okay. Thank you. The men are extremely far apart. They're all sitting like 12 feet apart and there's no audience. So it's even weirder than usual. Um, Ed is there. Wait, I don't know why I brought up Ed. Okay. Let's just call him traps. First of all, Traps is there. He's ripping on Chasen and Chasen's not there to defend himself, which I don't like. I feel like if you're going to go hard on somebody, they should at least be there to defend themselves. Chasen, like, didn't, I don't know if he wasn't invited or he didn't show up. <laughs> um, a bunch of the guys ganged up on Noah, except for Riley and Ivan, who stood up for Noah. I'm personally, after all is said and done, I find myself sitting in Noah's corner a little bit more. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never going to be Team Noah just because, as a person, I don't know if I would ever vibe with that level of dude. But I'm not on Bennett's side. Are we going to discuss this? Discuss, please. Well, you know, I am not Team either of them either. But I loathe Bennett. Oh yeah, he's repulsive. Like he was terrible. And I just liked that Noah honestly and very seriously called him out because the yes. other guys kind of skirted around it. They joked about it. They were like, oh, what a jerk. Ha ha ha. But Noah was like, no, his behavior is actually really harmful. Um, he's being very condescending and manipulative. And that's not OK. And actually, I think that those colors will come out um, at some point if he ends up with Tasha. And I was oh, like, yeah. OK, Noah." at that point, I was like, all right. You are an okay human being. Yeah. I, yes, exactly. Like, I, I probably read him a little bit wrong in the beginning, Noah, because I was giving him some big uh, creeper vibes. And I don't know. Yeah. He might still be a creeper. I don't know. He has it was probably ten, the mustache. Uh, definitely. He has 10 brothers and sisters, or he's one of 10, which is Well, creepy. that explains his, like, center of attention personality. It does. And it also explains why, like, when Bennett kind of came after him, he didn't buckle. He just sat there quietly listening because he's a middle child of 10 kids. He was probably mm -hmm. like, I'm a pro at being in the middle of a fight without getting too mad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He really showed it. And then yeah. when Noah started to show a little bit of emotion, when um, he was explaining, you know, Bennett's behaviors to Tasha, I didn't really feel like that was emotion that was about um Bennett's actions towards him I right, think he just right. felt very vulnerable and uncomfortable about being so caught up in the city I about, think so he was emotional about being emotional 
Yeah, he's like, why am I involved in this? I did not. I'm I'm a fun times guy. I like yeah. to have a good time. Sure, I like to stir the pot, but I'm not trying to like, get into a real beef with some guy. Exactly. On the mental all, he called him an ostentatious Harvard D-bag. <laughs> and I will say Damar also, like, I love Damar. And I'm sad he didn't make it further than he did. Anytime they showed him, he was, like, being funny and kind to the other guys. And, like, he's so good looking. And then... Well, you know what? Being really kind and nice to guys on camera does not make good TV. No, unfortunately, it doesn't. And I'm I guess sorry, he, just Damar. Didn't, he didn't click with Tasha, so... But he he called Bennett out on the uh, mentel all. Uh, we talked about like they talked about how Blake had I guess had a boner during the Reiki session, which we'll come back to that. And then the only other thing is that Yosef came on, and he was talking, and I was like, "Are we really talking about Yosef right now?" Like Yosef, that's years ago at this point. I know that wasn't he like one of the he went home episode two Early. or three. Yes, yes, and he came after Claire, and then. All the guys were like, you're a terrible person. Riley was like, you're a terrible person. Chris was like, you have an opportunity to say sorry. I'm giving you this opportunity because I'm saying what you did was wrong. And Yosef was like, nope, I don't. I have no regrets. Good. Stay the villain, Yosef. Yep, exactly. Keep that villain energy. I think the worst part, like the one takeaway I have from that whole situation was that Chris said, would you like somebody to treat your daughter that way? And his response was, if she deserved it. If she was yeah, acting, if yeah. she was acting like that, I would expect her to have consequences. It's like, oh my goodness. I mean, it's horrible. It's terrible. Um, also, he was authentic. So Joseph <laughs> showed us who he really was. From the very and he beginning. wasn't like some of these other guys who you know are like changing masks scene to scene. So right. that's what I appreciate about him. And he went home because of who he was. He deserved it. But um, he was honest, at least. <laughs> he's a real life villain. He is. Yeah. He's like the Gaston of the show. He was like Gaston. Yeah. Speaking of Gaston, <laughs> side note, <laughs> it's so funny when you watch that scene as an adult because, you know, Gaston, the Gaston yeah. scene in Beauty and the Beast. Because they're all like, Gaston's the greatest, Gaston, Gaston. And he ends up just whooping all of their butts. Like, he just <laughs> beats them all up. Like, he beats them all up. <laughs> you remember? I they're all like, he's watched. the greatest, he's the most handsome. And he's just like, knocking bonks, them all out. He's like bonking their heads together. He is. And he's, <laughs> he's like physically hitting these guys and knocking them across the bar. <laughs> I just recently watched the, the live action version. And I don't think they have the physical fight in that one. Okay. But also, the guy who plays Gaston is not that big. So it's just like, what are you saying? He's like, I eat a thousand eggs a day. Like, you know, don't. You know who should have played Gaston? Who? Ed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ed big old shoulders, <laughs> little tiny legs, big biceps. He would, he would make the perfect Gaston in a live action Remake. Oh God! But I can't imagine Ed has one acting chop. No, he doesn't have even a single chop. No, because he couldn't act in the show either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before the men tell all, we see um, Chris is back. He's hosting. JoJo's gone. I'm a little sad about that. Yeah. And then Blake Moynes gets his one-on-one, which is like you know it's going downhill already. But his overconfidence in like thinking he's going to seal the deal and go meet his family with her is so it's just sad. Yeah, I mean honestly, it's very typical. I just feel yeah. like all of these dudes are out of touch with reality. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, I don't want to skip way too far ahead, but by the end of the last episode, which I know we'll talk about, you know, the person who was sent home was just shocked. And he, you know, he's talking about his hopes and dreams for being with this person. But, you know, you only had a 25% chance of attaining that, right? Right. Well, at first, you had like a 1 in 31 chance. Yeah. All of these dudes come in here with that Blake energy. Like, you know, this is mine to win. I mean, I feel like they must think. I when once she sees me on a one on one, she's just going to see how much I sparkle and how much I can sweep yes. off her feet. 
But like Blake doesn't really sparkle and like he didn't do anything special. And if he would have done something special, he would have done it much earlier. I'm sorry, but like, yeah, it's over for you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like she would have seen those qualities in you before your one on one. Yeah. And granted, the producers really do a good job of manufacturing that kind of level of ego and obsession where these guys think that they have a chance because they don't get to watch TV. They don't get to read books. All they talk about and think about is Tasha. She's yeah. their only available, like, subject of their affection. Right. And it makes it seem like they all just sit around on that couch in their house clothes and Talking talk about, about Tasha. Tasha. Yeah. House clothes. <laughs> Why is that phrase so funny to me? Because it's their house clothes, you know? When they go out on the dates, they're in, like, their really fancy casual outfits, yeah. but... They sit on that couch in their house clothes. Yeah, fancy casual versus house clothes. No one's ever actually truly fancy in this season, except for arguably Brendan, because it's so hot oh, that they can't be. I know. It's so hot. Which, like, you can't wear a suit. I, it's like 120 degrees. I mean, I was like, why aren't these men and Tasha? because she was getting really hot during some of the episodes, too. Yeah. Why aren't they asking for um, a wardrobe change? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm thinking Tasha gets that opportunity. I don't the men just wear their own clothes. I don't want to run around all sweaty on national TV. No, that's why, like, honestly, of all the dates, the one where they were in the pool. I mean, it was such a stupid date. This is so much later on. But with Ben's date where they were like, we're going to the beach and they went swimming. That's the only one that seemed even mildly appealing. (laughs) Right. I know that was the only one where people look somewhat comfortable. Yeah. Okay, we're getting sidetracked because we had to talk about Blake. We just need to finish him out before he goes home. Okay. So okay. they do like, uh, they meet up with Gita, the Reiki, and Crystal Master. Did you feel like this had undertones of like racism and <laughs> um, appropriation? Okay, here's what I think. This entire <laughs> show has overtones of ra- overtones. racism and appropriation. Anytime they're in a foreign country... They're always exploiting um, locals to share of their culture, to show them their ways. Then they're, you know, the next scene, you'll see the um, contestants in sombreros. They're they're cheesy scenes. And um, I just, yes, the Reiki scene was absolutely that. And it's everything that, that the Bachelorette and the Bachelor have always been. They're always doing this. And I... Love the show. Obviously, I am here talking to you about it today. I definitely hate watch it and I can't stop. (laughs) And um, part, but there's a, but that aspect of it, the part where they exploit local culture and just kind of dilute it and wear it for the time being, that part I have, I can't swallow. No, I usually I end up skipping over those scenes because they're just so hard for me to watch. And the worst part is they had the opportunity to straight up not do that date because there's always that date. Like the local person does some cultural thing that's about bonding and love. They had the exactly. opportunity not to do it, but they chose to do it anyway. And like, OK, I've been to Palm Desert and Palm Springs many, many times. And okay. there are a thousand Gitas. You could throw a rock and hit a Gita. OK, because everyone <laughs> there is like anyone who lives there is like, I'm in touch with this the spirits yes. of my ancestors. And you're like, yes. your name is Gita, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're from like sweet Switzerland or something. Or, or Sweden. Sweden. Sure. Right. Like this is not your culture, what you're doing now. No. It's I, never their culture. No. But. And her like long braids, that was very, I was like, ooh, you are treading on all sorts of bad territory right now. It's honestly, I skip over those scenes. Mm-hmm. I just can't. They, they, they make me hot inside. Yes. I mean, as much as this entire show makes me hot inside, those scenes are just unbearable to me. And not hot inside in the right way. Hot inside in the wrong way. No, no, no. Hot inside in the rage kind of way. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, she she basically tells them to get undressed. It's so stupid. (laughs) She does like some crystals over his over his penis. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. They they have no opportunity to connect at all. And you can tell no. Tisha just has no interest in it. No, it's not her style. No. Tisha it's weird. And she knows much it's more weird. classy than that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. She's like, she likes to do things that are kind of like fancy. 
Yes, she does. She likes to, you know, wear her fancy dresses and have a cocktail and dance by moonlight. Yes, exactly. She does not want to have rocks waved over her partner's penis as she observes. <laughs> you know, and then they not... like do, how many times have you seen this tantric partner exercise? I feel like I've seen it a hundred times on The Bachelor. They do it. Every season. I think the producers invented it, that it doesn't really exist. And they're like, okay, look, you're going to do your thing. And then you are going to do this tantric breathing exercise where they sit straddle because we always do it and we must do it. And we yeah. must do it with two people who clearly have no sex, sexual vibes. Clearly, yeah, that's, that's the part right there. Because they know that people, the viewers, love to see them, you know, straddle one another. Right. And we, we want to watch, like, the energy flow between the two of them, yeah, if there is her, any. Hers, there was none. And her face was stone cold. Yeah, and they always pick people who don't actually want to bone. The thing is, like, that, if I didn't want to bone somebody and then the producers were like, sit on his lap and face him, I would be like, no. Especially if you like some other guys in the, in the show. Exactly. I'm just, I can't fake it. If I'm not attracted to you, which she clearly was not attracted to Blake. She didn't even kiss him like once the other no. Blake She can't fake that. Blake's not Tasha's speed. Yeah. And we all knew that. But yeah, it's always very awkward. And I think that, you know, it's just one of those contrived scenes from the show. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's like the two, the two on one. Yep. It's always forced. You know, it's completely scripted. Whereas, you know, 75% of the show was scripted, but, you know, they give us, like, another... They give us 25%, right? Yeah, yeah, um, we get some improv in there. We get some improv, but those, you can tell the ones that are just pre-planned and very, very forced. Yes. And those um, tantric sex scenes are one of them. I, you know, one thing I did think was funny is watching him, like, like kind of lick and bite his lip and kind of try to give her this intense gaze because he was like, this is the moment you fall in love. And she just, she had almost like a, a snarl on her lips of grotesqueness. She was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Everybody talks about that is who Blake is. He yeah. He's very over the top, just like oozes sexual energy, even when it's not appropriate. Right. So how does he think that like it they've just had a slow to grow relationship? I'm sure none of his relationships have ever been slow to grow. If he if he <laughs> if he is like exuding that much sexuality from the front. Right. Um, you know, just another case of these guys who are um, ego driven and out of touch yep. with reality. Yes. I just have one more side note on Blake before he says yeah. we say goodbye. Somebody messaged me on Instagram and was like, hey, I actually work for, I do the same job that Blake does. Because I was saying on one of the episodes, like, oh, what a cool job. He's like a wildlife, whatever. And she was like, he probably just does paperwork all day. If he's a wildlife manager, all I do is paperwork. Like, I wish I was out catching ducks all day, but I'm not. So in Canada, he's probably just like keeping track of where the moose are and if there's enough. So it's not as sexy as we thought it was. I could really see that. Still a pretty cool job, but like, okay. Um, so she sends him home. Au revoir, Blake. We're, we're good. We're probably going to see him in paradise. I hope, I kind of hope we don't, but we probably will. We will. Um, and then she comes in and she has like a talk with the men. She's crying. She's very yeah. upset. Remind me of the scene. She comes in and she sits down and she's like, this is so hard. Yeah. And... I don't want to hurt anybody. She really broke down after she sent Blake home, which has nothing to do with Blake. Let's be clear. No, it it doesn't. Um, yes, she she's really genuinely invested in this process. I know she's so sweet. And she, I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The moment had nothing to do with Blake. It's more about her realizing, you know. This is very real for me, and I am making decisions that are going to impact my life in the long term. Yeah. And um, I'm also hurting other people along the way. I think it's just the overwhelming nature of the process that you can tell. I mean, that's not the first time it's gotten to her. Yeah. And sometimes it comes out um, with Tasha in anger. You know, she's gotten angry with the guys before. 
Um, sometimes it's just sadness. Um, sometimes she just kind of really sort of awkwardly giddy because she's kind of nervous yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. But um, you can tell she's really she's really invested. Yeah, and and obviously she wasn't invested in Blake, but as soon as she right. was done dumping Blake, she said to the camera like this just makes me realize what I have to do. And I, as soon as she said that, I was, I turned to Josh and I said, she's going to dump Riley. She doesn't want to do it, but she has to do it because she didn't do it last week because she couldn't after he told her his story and he like really opened up. That's but right. she, she knows they don't, they're not in love. You know, it's not true love. So that, and then we see her come in and she like grabs him and takes him out. And what did you think of their breakup scene? There's something about Riley. And I think I was a bit confused by how guarded he was about his story. Because you remember the lie detector yeah. test, of course. And yep. they asked him about his name and it came up that he was telling a lie, which was very mm -hmm. strange because we didn't know anything about his past really up to now. So it was like, wow, that lie detector must be kind of off. Right. But then when it came out, he came out, well, before he even came out to Tasha about what that was all about, he had that moment in the courtyard where he broke down. Yep. And he was so scared to reveal that his, well, I mean, I guess I could understand why this is close to his heart. It's about his family and his parents going separate ways and his name change, which, um, you know, I have some personal experience with that as well. But I, I was really kind of confused as to why he was so guarded. It didn't feel to me like something he he should have been so ashamed about. Mm -hmm. I, was, think, he I think I think Riley ashamed. is very serious. I think he's very serious, and that I think I, what I read from him is that he's done a lot of work to be not vulnerable in his world of work. Like it, as an attorney, I think he's like. I'm an attorney. I'm capable. I'm strong. I nobody needs to know that yes. I've come in from uh, this yes. broken home because it's yes. not their business. I'm good at my right. work. And I think he took that into the show. And I don't think he's the kind of person who likes to air his dirty laundry, especially when no. it comes to his family, because then they're going to now people know that about his family. And maybe they didn't before. Right. And, and you know, I don't know. Especially I, I as a, a black thing. man, especially as a black man in his field, um, you keep your cards close to your chest. So now, you know, that's actually making a lot of sense to me. I just felt like, hey, Riley, that's a really great move. What you did yeah. is, you know, it showed a lot of self-awareness and that you felt empowered enough in yourself to say, this is the best decision for me. This is about me and my identity and how I want to move forward in this life. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's something that you should be very proud of. And he was so ashamed of it. And that caught me off guard. Yeah, no, I, I can see exactly where you're coming from with that. I feel like I'd like to see Riley again in the future. Yeah. I don't know that he's really built for the show, to be honest. Like he's not he's not going to he would not thrive on paradise he probably should just continue oh, being an no. awesome attorney and marry somebody in the real world. But I like him yeah. and I want to see more from him. I just not from just not here. There is a long list of men from this season that are not built for the show. Yes, very, I agree. Uh, it was a pleasant change. Mm -hmm. It was nice to see them because they were all like nice to it each other. It was nice to see real men, like real people. Yep. Yep. Not just like narcissists who want to be seen on TV. Exactly. We'll we'll talk more about some of them, I'm sure. Oh, yes. As we can, because well, there's a couple of them that exactly. I really want to talk about. So this episode is quickly goes into the men tell all right before this we have a rose ceremony and of course we say goodbye to bennett and noah i don't want to give them any more airtime goodbye we're done with you peace out and now we're gonna take a break ourselves when we come back we'll talk about the hometown dates i'm so excited and we're back let's talk about hometowns because we have so much hometown juiciness to cover and let's go I liked it a lot. Let me just say this. Dive into this. Let's okay. just say this was easily the worst hometown experience that they could have possibly given these men or Tasha. Agreed. Because they didn't get to go anywhere. And they had they, yep. they had these rinky dink setups around yep. the Quinta resort 
with like a fake taxi made out of paper and like fake carnival games with like handwritten signs. That taxi cab looked like it was a bit heavier than paper. And I was like, really? It's 140 <laughs> degrees and you're going to make them carry around this taxi when they're already sweating, just standing there doing nothing? And please don't make them work. And especially Tasha, like, it's just not her job to work right now. She just no, gets to be and they awesome. Were, <laughs> they were just lumbering around <laughs> with this heavy object. I was like, that was rude and unnecessary. But why did they call it, it hometowns? Cute. That's my question is, why did they call it hometowns? I get that's for the viewer maybe, but while they're actively in the scene together, they're like, this is my hometown. I'm like, no, it is not. This is a different part of La Quinta. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they had to follow the sequence that the viewers used to. You're right. I guess so. We had to have a hometown week. Yes, even though it was like, she just went back to her her room at the end of the night of each hometown i was like why does she just go back if i was her i'd say let's keep hanging out i think What's they told her to because yeah, you know tell ivan was like can we have some privacy like can we maybe continue this and she I'd was like bye ivan. drink yeah <laughs> um so and i'm sure she wanted to as well but it, it was just Probably part of keeping with the hometown vibe where they yeah, go their I separate like ways at the I end of the pulled, night. I would have pulled a Caitlin Bristow and been like, I'm going to sleep with whoever I want right now. <laughs> so that's you all. Let's do this. Yeah. And Pace then we'll not. have fantasy suites. We'll have two times of this. Right. Alone time know, overnight. Maybe they did off camera. No, I feel like we'd see it. Mm. I mean, I have heard of mini leads kind of sneaking into people's rooms. Uh, to like talk but no one's ever said we we snuck in and we like hooked up that doesn't mean it doesn't happen yeah they don't say it but you know it happens at la quinta how could it not exactly I mean, it's like they're all in the same resort and no one works there you're trying to tell me she's a 30 something year old woman surrounded by beautiful men who are throwing themselves at her and I mean, I'm not now. I'm not speaking about Tasha specifically. Just the right. Bachelorette in general. But Tasha not having has... off-screen secret sex. Right. Come on now. And she's been pretty forward with who she likes. Like she's been, she's yeah. been the initiator on many a kiss. Definitely. Oh so. yeah, since the first episode. She doesn't she have pull like, punches. Grab and do Ted's. Come here. <laughs> Come here, you. All right. So I will say this. I think we, at the end of this episode, are left with the best three, top three men of all time. A lot of people were saying this is the best top four. I uh, don't know Ben. Three. Ben just doesn't do it for me. But all right. it's a it's a good top can four. We, can we start with Ben? Okay, we can start with Ben. I cannot stand Ben. Am I allowed to say that? I, I also cannot stand Ben. Wow. I am so shocked he made it this far. Um, let's just start with the fact that Ben from the very beginning, and we all know this is why he went home. He is completely incapable of expressing himself. Right. And, and he, he looks at it. It seems that he looks at it as sort of like this cute quirk when really as Tasha, you know, snuffed out, it is a huge red flag. And Ag I'm agreed. So, mm hmm. I'm so glad that he kept, I mean, I think she kept him a lot around for too long, in my opinion. Um, but in the end, she finally said, no, I'm not going to hold your hand as you figure out how to express basic emotions. Yeah, I agree. And she, he also is very bad at reading people because every, every time she would be like, Ben, Ben, it's obvious that she's going like, say something say something about me about how you feel about me because in the end she sent him home because she thought she liked him more than he liked her yeah and, and that is it. messed up and then he gets he, in the car and he's like should i have said something like are you serious you told antonia from top chef that you <laughs> what antonia his like friend family friend is from top chef Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did you recognize yeah. her? No, I didn't recognize her from Top Chef. But she Siri was the did. one who was like, he's like, I, she goes, do you love her? And he's yeah. like, 
I don't know. And she was like, you, you do. love her. Like, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I was like, if that, I mean, you know what? On, on a macro level, I'm glad that this shook out the way it did and that Ben was sent home because it's just so often the dynamic in relation, in heterosexual, you know, male-female relationships that um, women are tasked with their partner's emotional growth, with like bringing them along on this, you know, them finding themselves and becoming more self-aware emotionally. And that's exactly the dynamic that was being set up between Ben and Taisha. And honestly, between a couple of the other guys that are still left too, and yes. Ben was just so his deficiencies were just so glaringly obvious that she couldn't continue with him. And oh, I'm really yeah. glad that it shook out that way. And the longer it went on, the, the more obvious his deficiencies became, because at first I thought sort of Zach was in the same same area. But now after seeing him, like, I do think he is a, a lot more emotionally mature than than Ben is. And he's been able yeah. to support Tasha as well as as um her supporting him but with Ben it's like he told his story and it's like this heartbreaking story right about yeah. his struggles it was. but at the same time he told it like in this way that was so like with a, a void of feeling yes it and then was. everything he did from there was void of feeling he's like I like being around you but it doesn't have like ah oh, I just I love you you and know like speak to her yes um 100% and she noticed that as he was talking about, he was opening up about his story. I love how they're always like, tell me what makes you, you. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't even what know makes where to start. Ben, ben? <laughs> what makes Taisha, Taisha? So always the opening line on those yes, dates. Right? Exactly. Um, and so as Ben was telling us what makes Ben, Ben, um, he spoke about his sister and what an integral part of his survival she has been. And Taisha was like, well, have you expressed that to her? And he was like, no. I probably should, huh? Right. Like, you haven't told her you that she saved your life twice? And he didn't really tell his sister that on this date either. I thought he no, might use this he, opportunity no. to tell his sister. Just like, because, okay, they, Brendan, Zach, and Ivan, all, they were effusive with their emotion. Telling their family yeah. members, I, lo- I love you. You are everything yes. to me. You've done everything yes. for me. I've never seen this before in a hometown. You're Normally, it's like... Well, this is my mommy. She takes care of me. Uh, thanks, mommy. But now this was like, I you've done everything for me. I love you. I value you so much. I just find you to be such an incredible person. And then Ben was like, this is my sister. Hey, sis. Like, you just told us she brought you back from the brink twice. And you know, yeah. Give her yeah. something. She's come all the way here. She's probably taken two COVID tests and had to quarantine for four days or however long. And you're not even going to give her something Right. You're not, not also, you're not even going to tell us how. Our consumption. Right. And you're not even going to tell us how the heck you know Antonia. I mean, what is that relationship? I feel so insulted that they didn't even mention it. A longtime family friend. What are you talking about? She's like in her 40s. I'm yeah. so confused. What, it was what confusing. Of, what part of your family is she friends with? Is, was she your babysitter for a long time? I don't like, know. And we'll never know. <laughs> And the other thing with Ben was that as they were sitting on the couch in their house clothes yeah. um, and Chris came in, um, he, he told them who their hometown visitors would be. And Ben was like, I, if I could cry, I would, or something to that effect. And Chris was like, what do you mean you don't cry? Yeah, you can cry. Like, I don't know. I have all these feelings inside. I just don't cry. And I was like, I just, again and again, I just kept thinking he, I think he thinks that it's sort of a cute quirk, right? Right, right. But really it's like, you know, work that it, work that out. Um, yeah. I, I just think that he, you know, it's okay that he is where he is. We all walk our own paths and get to our areas of growth when we get to them. Um, but I'm just thinking as he's sitting in the cab and he's being sent home, he's like, you know, I don't really know where I'll go from here or something to the effect of, I don't know how I'll fall out of love with her. And I was right. just thinking, dude, try therapy. Yeah. He said, I mean, I listened to 
um, an episode of Bachelor Happy Hour where he was being interviewed and he says he's in therapy. So I just hope like, I mean, he he said at the in the cab too, he was like, uh, Taisha was going to be my wife. She was going to be the mother to my kids. And I'm like, you are not ready to be married. You are not ready to have kids. No. Like, what would you even say for your vows? You can't even get the words out that you love her when you just told us you did. And she's walking away. Yeah. And she's, and she's like sobbing you. Yes. To say something. I know. She's like, Which on one hand, okay, I was Ben, like, okay, I guess I'm going to bed now. <laughs> right. On one hand, I was like, okay, Taisha, you know, you don't really, he doesn't owe you tears at this point. You just broke up with him. Right. And she was kind oh, of I sitting guess there I'm like. I thinking before, but yes. Oh, and during the breakup. Yeah. You know, and she was she was sitting there wanting him to confess his feelings for her finally. And I was thinking, he doesn't owe you that at this point. Right. Um, right. But even in the cab on his way home, when, you know, they usually express their They're usually feelings. breaking down. He was just like yeah, frozen. Yeah, kind of like, and you could see tears welling up, but no tears would fall. I was like, ooh. Yeah, he was, he's just really not ready for it, especially because... Yeah. I feel like, and I granted, I think Taisha could have just asked, how do you feel about me earlier if she wanted to hear it and to see if, what it is, but she shouldn't also have to fish it when she's got three guys just telling her all the time, we exactly. care about you, we want to be exactly. with you. And she was so, tired of it. She said yeah. it. I can't be that person for him all the time. No. And I'm glad she realized that that she does not need to fix him at any, yeah. by any stretch. So we're saying goodbye to Ben. I'm happy to say goodbye to him. We're left with the best top three on the face of this earth. Let's go through really their are. hometowns. We don't have to spend a ton of time doing it, but let's go through their hometowns. Okay. Number one, Brendan. Okay. I love Brendan so much. I yes. feel like he's the one for Tasha. I want him to win the show. I don't know if he does. He's so cute. He's good looking. Yes. He's so like gentle. He loves his family so, so much. Yeah. I've yes. never seen anybody dote on their no. on their siblings like both Ivan and Brendan do. They have this and his niece, the nieces, like what the heck? They're so cute. The nieces were the highlight of this episode. Yes. Um, but I 100% agree about Brendan. Brendan is sweet. He is genuine and he is too genuine for the show like he yeah. doesn't belong on the bachelorette i kind oh, of I wonder agree. what why somebody like him would put himself in this position um i think i wonder like yeah, a lot I'm of the guys about brendan a lot of the guys on this season were approached like so far mm. everyone i've heard about was approached um noah was nominated but like a lot of the guys were approached by uh the producers and Brendan does have like a sort of a modeling career. So they may have okay. approached him because they were looking for, you know, for Claire, they're looking for like a slightly, they were looking for like a slightly older set of guys, which they probably don't get applying sure. very often, I would guess. Sure. They probably get yeah. a lot more dudes in their tw early, you know, mid 20s. So maybe they approached him and he just was like, sure. I mean, if someone approached me about Why an not? opportunity like this, I probably would say, sure. I mean, I wouldn't right now because I have doing? a child, but. Huh. Yeah, well, I'm I get married it. with a child, but you know, <laughs> if they take me, a, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just kidding. No, no I, I would never do it. No, I know you're. I know you're kidding. But if you weren't married with a child, would you? No, I. I think I would. I think I would definitely fall in love with another contestant, and that would be the problem. You spend all the time with those other with those beautiful women. That'd be very difficult. <laughs> it would. Even I'm though sorry, most of them I don't feel are your speed. No, I feel <laughs> no. like there would be there. Anybody would be on that show that you would actually enjoy talking to. But no, I get it. Um, but Brandon, he I just I feel like the bachelor, the bachelorette does not deserve Brandon. No, but we as um, viewers deserve him. And that's what's. Yeah, important. it was such, such a breath him. of fresh air. Yes. Tisha's like sure. last night, um, Josh said my husband said, Tasha is my favorite bachelorette that we've ever had. And he said she's easily the most beautiful. She's like e easy to get along with, it seems. She doesn't cause drama. When she has feelings, she doesn't hold them back, but not in like an over-the-top kind of childish way. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that is a big compliment. Favorite bachelorette. It is, especially coming from your husband. Right. Who knows 
all the bachelorettes. Oh, he knows all the bachelorettes. Yeah. I was like, Caitlin Bristow's still in my top top three, but okay. <laughs> Is she? You know, <laughs> you know, it was a different time. It was. You know, I I really like Tasha as well. Me too. I think I think Tasha knows at this point how to do TV really well. Yeah. That's part of her appeal. If you just kind of watch how she moves on camera and the type and how she's engaging people and the types of questions she asks, she's she's practiced at this. Yeah. So it's not all Tasha's an excellent partner, even though I think she's a she's a good person. She's a very cool bachelorette. Um, it's also about Tasha's stage presence. That's a lot yep. of her appeal to us as viewers and to her um, potential suitors. And just even her maturity level is so different because when you're dating and she's 29, but when you're dating in your 30s, you tend to go to questions like, so are you looking to have children? You know, pretty early on. Yes. You don't skip around because you don't want to waste time. Exactly. And the younger bachelor bachelorettes, they don't even know what they want yet. So they can't really ask. They don't know how to yeah. ask those those questions. You don't even know what to ask at that point. Right. Exactly. So, okay, Brendan, my, my favorite things about Brendan's is when he's talking to his brother and he's just like, I, you're the best guy ever. I want to be mm-hmm. like you. I want to be a mm-hmm. good dad like you. You're such a good husband. I was like, this man is yeah. so wonderful. That's how he's going to treat you, Tasha. He's going to treat you like that. Right. It was very, very sweet the way he interacted with his brother. And the line that he said that got me was, I see how your wife looks at you. I see how your your child looks at you. I want that. You know, I want Ugh. a family who looks at me in that way. I'm in and love I with Brendan. What do I do? Very beautiful. <laughs> so I I honestly I was like, dang, like for a for a white boy, I would he's you know, I would date a Brendan. Yeah, I would date a Brendan. I would date a Brendan. Like he's just you know you would have a good life with a Brendan. Yes. Oh yes. He would take the care only- of you. The only thing that keeps coming up with Tasha and Brendan is that Tasha keeps saying that she is having a hard time reading him. And I'm like, what is so hard about reading Brendan? He is very obvious about what he wants. I was wondering that as well. He's like, I want to be a dad. I want to be a husband. I want to marry somebody who I love. And I think I really like you. I know. I don't I don't understand that either. And I think she might have still been hung up on the lie detector test. Because yeah, of what came be. up about him not being quite ready or it was inconclusive in terms of if he was ready for the hometowns. And I think that just kind of stuck in the back of her mind because you're right. Yeah. During this specific episode, there was no real indication that he wasn't being forthcoming or he yeah. wasn't being completely honest. But I think she's still caught up on that. Um, the I feel like aspect. she's she's very worried that she's going to fall for somebody who doesn't love her back in the same amount of way in the same way. Yeah. And she knows like, for example, she knows that Zach loves her the same way that she loves him. And I, I wish she would really tell she told feelings about Zach. me too. me too. She told yeah. Zach that she had said she was falling for him. And so then he was more readily able to say the yes. same. But she has not said the same thing to Brendan, she has not said the same thing to Ivan. So why would they be forthcoming? They're not sure how this process works. They're not sure what they're supposed to say. Yeah, and I agree with that 100%. I was thinking about, you know, who has the most power in these relationship dynamics, and it's Tasha. She can easily just come out and be completely transparent about her feelings and know that there's always going to be another option there. But for these guys, it's like, how much do I want to risk in terms of vulnerability if I don't know where I'm going to be in a week from now. Right. What if she sends me home because I tell her I like her? Exactly. I love her. I'm falling for her. Well, so Brendan, Brendan, I thought was remarkable. And I thought she did really well with his family. Like she just, uh, first of all, she did well with everybody's family. She is stunningly skilled at just like, like flying into any Mm -hmm. situation and Mm -hmm. being whoever, just being comfortable with everybody. Yeah. She's very uh, engaging is the best word that I can think to describe her. She's a type of person that makes you feel like all her attention is on you. When you are speaking, mm-hmm. she is 100% locked into what you're saying. And she's following up with questions, adding things. She's a very good just conversationalist. And she, I think she just really makes people feel um, special when mm-hmm. they're conversing with her. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that really worked well for her, even when she went up, kind of ran up against maybe some tougher critics. Mm-hmm. So let's leave Brendan behind for now. Let's talk about Zach, because I also have mixed feelings about Zach. Okay. Up until this point, I have not really liked him. The the amount I'm that still he's not like, there yet. I know. And I and he's grown on me to some degree. The amount that he's given us, which is like, this is my entire story. These are the faults I have. This is where I've gone wrong. This is like how I was saved by people around me and like the things he wants. I admire all of those qualities. Do I think he's the one for Tasha? No, I don't. And I don't, I I can't really explain why, except that I just don't think he is fun enough for her. Mm. It's funny because she just, she mentioned how fun Zach was. I know. And I don't get it. I didn't really get it either but i can put my finger on what i don't like about zach let's hear it um i first of all my initial impression of zach was that wow this is a man of very few words (laughs) he really struggles with expressing his thoughts because when she in the beginning do you think he still does he's getting better and it's probably because he's warmed up to her quite a bit um, but you know, in the beginning, it was just very like five word answers, five word yeah. sentences. And then Tasha would be doing 95% of the filling of the conversation. Right. Um, and he would say things like, well, I just feel, you know, remember the, um, of course you remember the wedding date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he was trying to express how he was trying to support her knowing that this was going to be difficult for her, you know, what, whatever she might have been reliving in terms of her previous marriage, but he said it like to her when he was saying it, he said, I just know, no, it was his interview as he was being interviewed about it. He said, I just think she might have some feelings about it. And I was like, "Eh, (laughs) that's not quite enough for me. Um, But you're right. He has come along, but one, I'm, 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 I'm a bit concerned about his ability to express himself Two, And this is a big one. Um, when his family came through, he came to this realization right there in front of his mother that he wanted to have kids. Right. That he yes. wanted to be married. And you could tell that this was the first time he was expressing it to them to assure them that he was moving in the right direction. You know, it was almost yeah, a convincing that, that move. that scares me. It scares me to think that he... I mean, he said to Tasha earlier too, like, "Oh, I've realized over the last couple of days, I want, I want to be a husband." And I'm like, "Whoa!" I get it that you may have come from a place where you don't want to hurt anybody because you hurt so many people in the past, and you're like, "I'm just better off alone, taking care of my own self." But to to come on a show where the premise is that you will get married to this person. And likely have children with them because that's sort of where everyone's coming from. Yeah. To come in with it like, I don't know if I want to get married or have kids and then flip it like that quickly. It just seems like he's not. Whereas Brendan is going, I want children and I want your children. I want I've children. I've been and I want wanting you to be my children. Yes. Exactly. The fact that he said, and I wrote down this quote because I had to remember it. I, I just realized I wanted kids. I was lying to myself and she brought that out in me. Mm. I said, oh, so he's like halfway between a Ben and a Brendan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes. I don't, I don't want that for Tasha. I don't want her to bring that out in you. I want you to come into this situation knowing that about yourself and yep. being, and being um, just very set in who you are and what you want moving forward. And I didn't like that he was revealing all of these things about himself and his values and his hopes and his dreams for the first time with his family at the hometowns on The Bachelorette. Yeah, that felt weird. And like, he just, I, I think it's for Tasha, she likes the idea of Zach, maybe more so than the actual... Mm. Like, she likes the idea of living in New York with him. Mm. She likes the idea of him being maybe into more of the lifestyle she's into. Mm. And whereas, like, with Brendan, Brendan's from a small town and, like, he's very close with his family. What's the likelihood, do you think, that he wants to, like, live in L.A. or New York? I don't think it's very high, you know, necessarily. I don't know. I don't know. 
It's hard I to mean, say, but he sounds the, like he wants to have kids tomorrow. Now he does. Yes. He's ready to have kids already. And like Zach is not there. So maybe Tasha's drawn to that. I don't know that that lifestyle maybe brings her in. I don't know. Oh, you were just talking about Brendan not wanting to move to a big city. Right. Like I'm saying, Zach, okay. she likes she likes the idea of like moving to New York with Zach. Yes. Brendan it might be the better choice, but maybe he's a small town guy and he wants to like just get married and have kids I got right you. now. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And he seems very comfortable in that. Yep. Going to the carnival on the weekends, hanging out with his niece, um, yep. spending time with his brother and their family. And that, you know, he's a he's a slow moving guy. You can yeah, tell and- that about him. And that is He's what is going to want that fast paced life. No. And that's part of what is really charming about him. But Zach definitely is not that same way. Mm-mm. And so I think that's what I think that's what she's also drawn to in him. And I want yeah. her to be happy. That's what I want. I want Tisha yeah. to find the person that makes her happy. Definitely. I don't know I that it's Zach, but she seems to be very drawn to him. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not Zach. No, it's not Zach. And also, like, I could not stop staring at his dripping ears and face during their date. He was so sweaty. Yeah, he was very sweaty. I didn't pick up on the ears and the face, but when they shot him from behind, you could see all like his the back of his neck hairs were just like drenched. Stuck. Yeah. He he was kissing her and water was literally dripping from his no, earlobe. No. That was so gross. Ask for a word. Like give them a second. Well, and also I like to kissing sweat somebody on national TV. Right. Kissing somebody who's sweating profusely Sounds like it tastes bad. Be salty. Well, at least they had pizza beforehand, so (laughs) maybe she couldn't distinguish between the salt of the cheese and the salt of his sweat. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's move on to the last hometown. Let's get to my fave. Ivan. I said it. He's so, so wonderful. He's the one. You think so? You think she finds him to be the one? I really do. And this is why. Um, Let's start. We've got to go back to um, their conversation about George Floyd and the protests. Yes. Yes. Um, You know, that was such a unique moment for this show. And I know, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and it was very revealing. I learned a lot about Taisha. Me too. During that interaction. I was very surprised by, and you know, maybe I shouldn't be, but it seems like since all of this, this whole production is so whitewashed, right? That even the contestants, the participants know that they can only reveal so much of themselves in terms of their political values. Definitely. And so I'm not saying that maybe Tasha has been holding back on us because she, that's who she is. I think she's going with what's expected of her. But and probably um, what's been expected of her since her whole upbringing in Orange County. I mean, I don't know much sure. about Orange County, but I know that there's a lot of money there and it's pretty Absolutely. White. And that's what she mentioned too during that interaction. Um, but, you know, the way that they both broke down and they embraced over it and they just really shared their fears and their hopes and their their alignment with the cause. They both said, we get it. They didn't um, speak disparagingly about any of the protests. Um, They both talked about how they enter into the conversation, you know, what about their life experiences and how they've been impacted by the way that this country racializes them. Mm -hmm. And that for me, it was the first time I had ever seen a conversation that about a couple's political values on this show that went beyond, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Exactly. I couldn't, I mean, I was so grateful to see it, but the fact that they even referenced something that was currently happening was shocking. Right. Like to hear right. the, the name George Floyd on ABC's The Bachelorette, I was like, my jaw dropped. I couldn't yeah. believe they even referenced the outside world at all, much less in specifics in ways that were talking about race and racial justice. Yeah. I just felt like, you know, I've, I, I talked to you about this. I always want that out of the show. Like, yo, why aren't y'all talking about um, who did you vote for in 2016? Right. And why? What's your, what's your religion? 
Tell me exactly. Like, tell how me do you interact your, with the world? Tell me about your educational upbringing. Give right. me something beyond what's expected of you on the show. Aren't you scared that you're going to marry this person and that yes. they're going to be a secret clan member? Like we wouldn't well, know. <laughs> we really look wouldn't what know. Happened, look what happened with Becca and Garrett. Becca and Garrett did never talked about politics. It was always clear that like you're like Garrett, he's a country boy. Like I'm going to I'm going to put country some bumpkin. things on him that I'm going to expect from him. And he it's his job to demonstrate to me otherwise. And she never asked those questions. And now they broke up because of that stuff, yeah. because he has different political views than her, because he was just too far behind on racial justice. And she just didn't want to do that job for him anymore. And like, uh, ask and the questions before you get engaged. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Absolutely. But there's never any space for that on the show. I mean, basically, because each of their interactions with one another are 30 seconds long. Yes, before exactly. they get taken by the next person, but still. But you'd think you'd ask it on the overnight. Three questions. Exactly. I got three <laughs> questions for you. <laughs> yes. Do you, are you religious? And if so, what kind of religious? Who did you vote for? And, and what's your third? How do you, what's your view on trans rights? There you go. That'll tell you a lot. Yeah, That'll exactly. Tell you a lot. Like, let's get down to it. We're getting yes. engaged next week. Yes. I need to know, like, are you a person I'm going to know these things? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that moment um was unique and also it clearly brought them together. Like that was an opportunity for real intimacy between the two of yep. them. Yes. And you Agreed. can see that it went a long way. Yes. I love Ivan. Don't get me wrong. If I could choose the perfect person for Tasha, it would be Ivan. But I think from watching it. From watching yeah. her interactions, I think Ivan is the person we would all pick, and and Brendan or Zach are the people she's going to pick. And I don't know why if she just can't mm. find these, if she can't find the that spark with Ivan, but it feels like she's not really all the way oh. there with him. And that's what I that's why I say it's not Ivan because I want okay. it to be Ivan. Like I would marry Ivan. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know that she's going to. I actually think that they do have the spark and maybe it's just because I'm seeing what I want to see. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, but no, honestly, she looks at Ivan in a way she doesn't look at the other two men. Interesting. Like, when they were in, when they were making Lumpia. Um, yeah. Oh after yeah. The that was video, so sweet. He does, she looks at him when he's not looking at her, do you know what I mean? She just looked at the side of his face and then just kissed him on the cheek. She's not doing that with the other guys. Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. see her like falling into him physically. Um, And I feel like there's a real strong, well, as strong as it can be over the course of how many weeks have they known each other? Yeah, I don't um, know. There's a, there is a real emotional connection building. I hope I hope that that's the case. I would be thrilled if she ended up with Ivan. I would be thrilled if Ivan ended up in the top two. But I don't think it's going to happen. I hate to say that oh, so no. much. I don't think so. Oh, no. I don't know why. Don't I just it. don't think so. I know. I, okay, but let's talk about Ivan's family. Let's do um, it. We meet his parents who are Clarence, incredible. Just yes. incredible. Like I love that he referred to Tasha as a young lady. He did. And he he just had amazing energy. He is a sage. I feel like I would I would ask him for advice every single day. <laughs> he seems like, yeah, he's a wise individual. And you can see why Ivan, you know, has a lot of the wisdom that he does about yeah. life. And, you know, one of the things that Tasha said it, to um, Ivan's mother was that he seems much more mature than he's than 28 years old. Yes. yes. And. You can see he gets a lot of that from his father. And his mom was just so warm. And she was like, I'm skeptical about this, but also you're great. Yeah. And wonderful. And then his brother walks in and like Ivan's face when he saw his brother, it was so pure. He was so happy and like surprised and just so grateful to see him. I have to hear what you think about their like brotherhood, like the two of them, just so polar opposites in so many ways. (laughs) It was such a great moment when his brother walked in and I just loved the family sitting there together. And I was just thinking, Ivan has a real family, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the, the brother said, 
I'm, you know, Ivan was talking about how much his brother meant to him and, you know, his brother was returning the sentiment and he, and the brother said, I'm just sorry that when I started to drown, you know, everybody else in the family had to learn to tread water as well. And then the mother turned yeah. to him and said, that's what family does. I'm getting chills. Like, honestly, I know that, me too. That I just interaction, yeah, was just such a real and beautiful moment. And, you know, on one hand, I don't want it to be like, here's the black, you know, contestant. And this is his half black, you know, his black brother. And, you know, this is his experience with the, the mm-hmm. penal system. I, I don't like that type of representation or ex- exploiting his story yeah exactly because we don't get enough it for that not to sit now in people's minds as like the prominent story you mm-hmm. know it just it fills folks stereotypes mm-hmm. in a way that you know i don't appreciate and on the other hand i saw a real family on the show with you know that had been through some real stuff and um you could see that they were having an actual like intimate moment together. And I, I really appreciated that, honestly. And, and like for an ABC audience, what they saw was this, the brother shows up and he's yeah. got like face tattoos yeah. and he is like the person that an ABC audience member might've thought, well, that's a person, that's a, that's a felon. And he sits down with his brother and he's gentle He's thoughtful. He's patient. He's so kind to Tasha. He's so loving to his parents that I was like, I'm. I want the ABC audience to see this man for Mm. his whole person, Mm. and and to like because the way that Americans view prisoners, like prisoners and felons, is so wrapped up in this idea of like like violent people who are you know a burden to society, and we don't give them any rights. Or any respect. And then the ABC audience got to see this like wonderful gentleman be like, I I went to prison and my my family all supported me through it. And here I am, like loving on you and being a good dad right. and like being a good partner. I just he you was very a supportive sweet. brother, right? Um yep. yeah, they did. I mean prisoners and, and, and felons are not seen as whole people. Right. 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 And this dude is a whole person, obviously, and he shared, um, you know, really kind of really nice moments with Tasha, where he he really showed that he 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 really wanted to see the best for his brother, and I think one of the um, one of my favorite things that he said was that he said loyalty is an action word, mm-hmm. and he said. You, you can see the way that my brother has supported me throughout my life. That's who he is. And he and will I, show that to you. Exactly. And I think like as a like, what a great wingman right there. Yes, like 100%. that was um, a, just a really good thing for Tasha to take a moment to chew on. To I see agree. that and to reflect on that. I hope she really opened her heart to Ivan and Ivan's family as much as everybody else did. Cause I think the rest of America was like, Oh, he's the one. Oh, do <laughs> he's you think the so? One. I don't know. He just is so special. He's so special. I mean, the only, the only guy. downfall he has is that he's a little bit young, but he's only, yeah. he's only one year younger than her. So he's young compared to the other guys, but he's only, he's the same age as she is. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about that with him. Cause he, no, me he's a mature, he's a, an emotionally mature person. Yeah. I hope that he makes it on. Oh, he's just so special. I, I hope we get to see more of Ivan no matter what happens. This really is like Ivan and Brendan are really remarkable to me. And they are. Zach, in a normal season, would stand out as a really phenomenal guy. And compared to Brendan and Ivan, we are we have questions because we're like, you just don't seem as good as these two like superior men who are yeah. who are like comfortable being soft and like this is the this is like the 2020 man we want is an Ivan or a Brendan that's what we want it is this is who we want for Tasha. yep um yep. and, so and she we deserves. do want to see her get her happily ever after with one of these men oh next week is going to be I think really wonderful unless she ends up with Zach and then it's going to be miserable um <laughs> I don't think she will 
<laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it as it what from what I'm hearing, and I I remain spoiler free. Okay. It sounds like reality Steve does not know who how the show ends. Oh. And so that's great. So now everyone who thinks they know, I think that you don't know. That we all hey. like maybe someone knows, but don't tell me anyway. I love to be in the moment of it. I like to be as pure as a as a freshly born baby. I just I, don't want to be spoiled. <laughs> I do too. And we are, no matter what happens, we're in for a roller coaster. Hello. Look at that smile. My baby has arrived. Hi, baby boy. How are he's a, you? He's a big boy now. He sure is. Well, I think we've said all we can say about these lovely men. And at I'm this point. S- I, yeah. And and my toddler has now arrived, which tells me right. it's time to end the episode, though I could talk about this forever, especially with you, Jay, because we have so much to say all the time. We do. I love your insights. And, and it's like so re- refreshing to hear them. So thank you for coming on as my guest. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. And... And if you all if you all want to hear more from Jay, you should go to at the underscore pour underscore over for the pour over, um, where she does like a really great talk show with her with friends about all things, really all things, but a lot a lot of talk about musicals, about race, about about transracial adoption, a lot of things. You cover a lot of subjects. Yeah, we talk about mental wellness, uh, black womanhood. Um, I'm a musical buff. I'm a self-proclaimed musical head. So there's some musical talk sprinkled in there. But yeah, um, find me uh, at the pour over and um, yeah, check it out. Yay. Okay, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you to our producer, Beth, for just being amazing all the time. And you should listen to Beth's podcast, Totes Recall. It's really great. Thank you to My Talk 1071 for having us in the family and to Pod MN, where you can find all sorts of great podcasts, including this one. And we'll see you next week for our finale episode where we have two guests and we have four hours of show to cover. So we'll talk to you then. For more on the show, visit yougetarose.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at yougetarose. You Get a Rose is a podcast from My Talk 1071. Hear more great podcasts on mytalk1071.com.